There's healing in the name of There's salvation in the name of The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Nkefo of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Nkefo is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now... Here's today's message. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Please be seated. Father, thank you for a blessing. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I've been speaking on the subject, how to neutralize curses. How to neutralize curses. Uh, a curse, alright, a curse is something that is working and does not allow you to do well. Hallelujah. Look at me. Life is made up of blessings and curses. Yeah. Life is made up of blessings and curses. And whereas blessings help you to go up, help you to advance, make you great, promote you, establish you. Whereas blessings bring honor to your life, exhortation, good things. Whereas blessings bring peace of mind, uh, health, children, life, marriages, good things. Curses do the opposite. Curses bring frustration. Curses are like um, like a car that is chasing you. Do you get it? That you cannot run away from. None of us here can race with a BMW. Alright? And Beat it. No. Okay. If 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 I put you right now as we are here, I put you at the the Kaswa Tobut. How many of you know the Kaswa Tobut? Alright. And then there's a, a car here, a Salunka, Toyota, BMW, Mercedes. And then we say run. So you are running from the Kaswa Tobut. You are going to Whenever. And then the car starts here. Do you understand it? By Budumburam. By Budumburam. The car. Even Budumburam, I think. You know. Eh? Yeah. Would overtake you. Curses are things that run through families run through communities, run through nations. You know, cases are things that are there. For example, we have what is called global cases. Alright? Global cases are cases that have been declared from the beginning by God and they are just going on. Amen. An example of a global curse is a curse on men. That men will suffer. The ground is cursed. And that 
we have to work hard before we eat. I get what I'm saying. Men. And we suffer a lot. From the poorest to the richest. There's suffering before you eat. Then another global curse is the curse on women. Do you understand it? That they have sorrow in childbirth. I get what I'm saying. And that case is operating. Eh? There's a case that came upon men because of the case of Noah, which spoke against the descendants of Ham. And it, it makes the descendants of Ham in the world servants of servants. So these are cases that are operating. I get what I'm saying. Then we have custom made cases. When we say that something is custom made, it means it is made specially for somebody. I get what I'm saying. So there are suits. You can go to the market and buy suits or ladies' sketch or ladies' jacket and wear. But you can go to the person who does it and say, I want you to do it specially for me. And my suit, you know, I want you to put my name on it. I want you to change the pocket this way. Custom made. So custom made cases are cases that are there because somebody has spoken something specific. For example, King David had his assistant called Joab who murdered Abner, somebody that King David had made peace with. Alright? And in 2 Samuel chapter 3 from verse 28, look at it. David pronounced a curse. This was a custom made curse. And after and after when David heard it, he said, I and my kingdom are guiltless before the Lord forever from the blood of Abner, the son of Ner. Let it rest on the head of Joab and on all his house, on his father's house. And let them not fail from the house of Joab one that had an issue or that is a leper or that leaned on the staff or that followed on the sword or that lacked bread. You see, this, this was a, a custom-made curse that David placed on the house of Joab because Joab went to murder somebody that King David had made friends with. He said, let it rest on the head of Joab and on all his father's house and let them not fail from the house of Joab one that had an issue. Eh? Or that is a leper, or that linnet on a staff. G- give me the, give me the NIV. Give me the NIV. May his blood fall upon the head of Joab, of Joab, and upon all his father's house. May Joab's house never, I see it, never, never be without someone who has a running sore, or leprosy, or who leans on a, on a crutch. Or who forced by the sword, or who lacks food. So, which means that in Joab's family, all these things will always be there. But it was a case that was spoken, you know, to somebody specifically. It was, it was not a global case, but it's a custom made case. So, brothers and sisters, cases are real. Yeah. In some marriages, every lady that marriage divorces. It's just a case. You go there, everybody has one child and they have come back. They have two children and they have come back. You see, five sisters, four sisters, they are all in the house. It's like, it's like magic. In some homes, the ladies don't get married. 
No, they don't get, nobody marries them. You see, this one has two children, so one child, so three children, but nobody marries them. In some homes, okay, people don't live long. 40 years, he's gone. There are some homes that when people become a little prosperous or a little enlightened, they suddenly die. You see, all these are because of cases that are running and, and there are real reasons for them. There are real reasons for, for them. Sometimes it's because their ancestors murdered somebody like what we are seeing here. Sometimes because somebody stole something. Do you understand it? Yeah. I mean, there are people who like they stole maybe somebody's gold. Do you understand it? Gold. Eh? Jewelry. And the person said, if I don't find it, anybody in your family, it will know well the person. So, I want you to understand that there are cases that are operating. Amen. And a Christian must have eh, a proper respect for cases. Now, when I say a proper respect, it means I say, you may respect me, but not really. You may respect Pastor Edwin, you know, but no, no, not really. Sometimes I respect this, you know, when you see the person. But when the person is not there, you get it. You talk anyhow, you insult the person, you criticize the person, you know. I got in that. But when you have a real respect, it's a wonderful thing. So Christians must, must have proper respect. Everybody say proper respect. For cases. In fact, you must respect cases more than demons. Because, listen, it is the demons who implement the cases. Which means that if the case is not there, the demon has no job to do. It's like doctors. Okay? You can be trained very well. I got what I'm saying. But you should not be afraid of the doctor. So when the doctor has come with his stethoscope, he's come with his needles, injections, you know, some of you are afraid of injections. Do you see? Eh? You are afraid. Don't be afraid of the doctor. The person that you should be afraid of is the disease, is the cancer, is the HIV, is the high blood pressure, is the sugar diabetes. That can actually kill you. The doctor there, he's just there to cure the disease. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? I get what I'm saying. Yes. So, have a proper respect for cases. Now, because cases are there and they affect people, it is therefore important to prevent anything that will lead you into a case. How many of you understand that? Because, look at Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 2. Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 2. The Bible says, as the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse costless shall not come. Now, you see, the scripture is saying is comparing a curse with the bear. Alright? That is wandering. It means it's not sitting down. And the swallow, that is flying around. It means it is not sitting down. If it comes near a house, it doesn't sit down. It just, you know, flies around, flutters around, and then leaves. So the Bible says that a curse, when it comes around your life, and it flutters around and it flies around. If there is no cause, it cannot settle on your life. <laughs> Meaning that the case is flying on, but it needs a reason to settle on your life. What that means is that 
you can prevent curses from operating in your life. And the way to prevent them is therefore to understand how they come. How many of you understand that? If you know why and how something comes, alright, you will be able to prevent it. Now, a woman and a man can get married legally. They've done their family marriage. They've done their, their they've signed. They've had a wedding and all that. And they can be in the house, have sex as husband and wife every day, many times, without having a child if they don't want to. They can prevent it. They can prevent it. They can prevent it. Yeah. They can. There's a, a long tennis player, a lady, Senna Williams. How many of you know her? Very great. She's, I think, 34 or so. All right. Now, she's, she's going to have a baby now. 34. She's going to have a baby now. All throughout her life, she has been playing tennis. But now she has decided, I'm going to have a baby. She has a baby. She's she's pregnant now. So if you know why curses come, what brings about the curse, then when you see that thing, you just go away. So that the curse cannot come on you. How many of you understand what I'm saying? No, I, I really want you to understand. I want you to understand that the reason why we must understand what causes curses is so that we will not go near those things. For example, one of the curses in the Bible is curses on thieves. The Bible says that there's a curse in the house of a thief. Which means that if you steal, if you steal, and you are a thief. <laughs> a curse will come upon you. But that's what the Bible says. There's a curse on people who cheat. People who are, people who deceive. People who are dishonest. Malachi chapter 1 verse 14. Look at it. Malachi chapter 1 and verse 14. Huh? The Bible says, but cursed, watch it. But cursed, but cursed be the deceiver. Cursed be the deceiver. Eh? Which had in his flock a male and vowed and sacrificed unto the Lord a corrupting. For I'm a great king, said the Lord of hosts, and my name is dreadful among the hidden. So, somebody who cheats, somebody who, who is a deceiver, that's honest, and lives that type of life, that person is working in a case. So, there are reasons why there are cases. Amen. So, last week, I started talking about the causes of cases. How many of you remember? Alright? It's very important because if you know the cause, then you can run away from it. Now, the first curse we saw was the curse on Adam. Where God cursed him. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 17. Look at it. Alright? And unto Adam he said, Because thou art hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, Cursed, you know. So the reason why a curse came on, on Adam was because he listened to the voice of his wife rather to the voice of God. And the curse came. Alright? It says, Thou shalt not eat of it. Curse is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Tongues also and testicles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the hem of the field. So, because of this curse, 
when you grow something, it doesn't work properly. When you start a business, you know, instead of bringing a lot of money, you make losses. I get what I'm saying. It's a case. And it came about because Adam listened to the voice of his wife rather than the voice of God. And I explained to you last week that the voice of your wife is a good voice. Yeah. Good wives eh, can help you. My wife has helped me, encouraged me, advised me. Do you understand it? You know, her voice, her voice has helped me. It is when the voice of your wife counteracts the voice of God. You see, that is why the curse came. Go back to why the curse came. Verse 17. Go back. Okay? And, and unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife. Give me, give me NIV. To Adam he said, Because you listen to your wife. Are you getting that? You listen to your wife rather than me. So even though the, wife, the voice of a wife is a good voice, alright, if that voice goes against the will of God for your life, you shouldn't listen to it. It will bring a curse to you. Hallelujah. King Ahab did not have any idea to kill Naboth. He only wanted to exchange his land or pay for it or whatever. The person who brought the idea of killing Naboth was the voice of his wife. And she mobilized it. Can I have an amen? She organized it. Amen. Then, the curse on Eve came about because she influenced her husband wrongly. She influenced her husband wrongly. Alright? Look at Genesis chapter 3 verses 12 and 13. Verses 12 and 13. And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. So this is a case that is working in women. All the problems of women connected with sorrow as connected to conception, childbirth, their marriages. This is what doesn't make women happy in life. Do you understand it? Yeah. And, and, and strangely enough, eh, the things that are not making them happy enough, they, they are the very things that the woman also wants. Let's go through the things that doesn't make them you know, happy. They are always uh, in sorrow. God listed them. He said, he said, he said, go back, go down to verse 16. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. All women want to become pregnant in their lifetime. No, they like it. They want it. When they do fasting and prayer for seven days, six days is for this. No, three days is for this. Then the other Two days is for the next one. Okay? Sorrow and the consumption. And in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. That they will have children. And then the next one, and thy desire shall be to thy husband. So, conception, children, husband. This is what all women want. Do you get it? Not knowing that it's a case. He said, your desire shall be to the husband. They don't sleep because of their husbands. They are unhappy because of their husbands. This foolish man, he will go and go home and go and drink, and come and vomit all over. He will eat. 
The woman has cooked food. He won't eat. He'll be insulting her. The next day, he'll go, but still, still, the woman wants her husband. Yeah. Never, never be quick to ask a woman to leave her husband. It is one of the greatest mistakes that you make in your life. Never, never do that. Yeah. When I was growing up, I knew a certain couple. Alright. I knew them. And that man was, the man was quiet and gentle. But from time to time, I don't know what will happen. There will be a major quarrel. And the woman was strong. Hey, her mouth. She would speak, she would insult the man. She, the, man the man was quiet. You know, have you seen this man who don't talk? But suddenly, she went and slapped the man. And the man would say anything. No, no, no. Then he would take something, a book or something, and throw it. The man would say anything. Sometimes you would take a plate or something, hit the man. Then suddenly, the man jiggers. Hey, no, 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 no. Hey. By the time he finishes, it's like now it's my turn. Instantly, the woman's face swollen, blessed slowly, and then she'll be crying. And as she was crying, she'll be moving around. I'm going to my mother, she'll be packing. Going to my mother, she'll take her bag. She'll take her bag like this, pack her things. I'll stay again. Oh, she'll pack everything and she'll leave the house. And I say, Oh, it's finished. Three days. She was back. As if nothing has happened. Until the next episode. Look, up to today, they are married. They are married. They are, they are, they are over 60 years. Yeah, they are married. They are married. Even the man later on in life went to marry another woman and had children. So right now, there are two. There are two. But she is the one who is living with the man. In the man's house. Hey! The case has been working. Yeah, so understand it. If you are a woman, you have to understand it. You understand it? You cry, you expect. It was your fault. Who has you to go and take the fruit? The Bible says that it was the woman that was deceived. Not the, not, not, not the man. Yeah. Wow. That was the reason. Number three. The curse on the nations came about because they had no compassion for the hungry, for the thirsty, the strangers, the naked, the sick, and the prisoners. The curse on the nations came about because they had no compassion for the hungry, the thirsty, the strangers, the naked, the sick, and the prisoners. Amen. Having no mercy for the people whom God loves carries a case. A people that has no mercy for strangers, for the sick, for hungry people, for needy people, for the blind, for the poor, a case. A case. Amen? Hmm? Yeah. Look at Psalm 41. Psalm 41. Look at it. Blessed is he that 
considerate the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive and he shall be blessed upon the earth and thou will not deliver him unto the will of his enemies. Now, I told you that life is made up of blessings and curses. So look, people who pay attention to the poor, to the needy, to the weak, watch it. Go back. Look at the blessings. Verse 1. Verse 1. Psalm 41 verse 1. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. So such a person is blessed. What are the blessings? Number 1. The Lord will deliver him in a time of trouble. So when you, when you consider poor people, you see, when you meet poor people, they are begging you, or you know that they don't have anything, pay attention. Pay attention. Give them something. Encourage them. Yes. Yes. It brings blessings. You see, I will show you later on when I'm talking about how to neutralize cases, the real how to neutralize when we get there, that you have to do things that bring blessings. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. You see, if somebody gives you something with poison in it, all right, let's say the person gave you half glass of juice and put poison in it. If you take it, it will affect you immediately. Now, that same poison, if you put it on one polytank of water, polytank, if one that contains 2,500 gallons or whatever water, it will still affect you. But its effect may not be immediate and may not be too severe because it is diluted. We are surrounded by cases. So as we do more things for blessings to come, the blessings dilute. They dilute and, and take over the cases. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Next one. The Lord will preserve him. Verse 2. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. Which means that having mercy on poor people, being kind, helping people leads to long life. How many of you want to live long? You see, one of the, one of the things that you should do to live long is to honor your father and your mother. That it may be well of you that that may have lived long, but this is another one. This is another one. So you can't say that because I'm honoring my father and mother, when I see poor people, I will insult them, I will mistreat them. Cause where? You see, that's why you have to know the scriptures. That, that's why you have to know the scriptures. Yeah. Those of you, when you see poor people, you insult them. You see, you, you say anything, oh, go with you. Why are you here? You know, what do you want here? No, no. Keep the person money. Keep the person money. If you don't have money, don't say anything. Keep the person money. Give the person some bread. Something. Something. Blessed are they that consider, you see, that consider the poor. Alright? Now, watch. And he shall be blessed upon the earth. When you consider poor people, you'll be blessed. Blessings will come upon you on this earth. And thou will not deliver him into the hand of his enemies. Hey, Charlie. Listen, one of the most terrible things that can happen to you in life is when you are handed over to your enemies. Yes. Have you seen how the young major was lynched? When he fell into the hands of the people, eh? they were his enemies. Yeah. They took his life. They took his life. They took his life. It is dangerous. So one time, Satan deceived David to count Israel. He did a census, and God was very unhappy and killed about seventy thousand of them. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
David prayed to God and said, please, I beg you, stop it. Then God said, okay, choose what I should do to you. Number one, me, myself, to deal with you or to hand you over to your enemies. And David said, I beg you, don't give me to the hands of my enemies. May you not fall into the hands of your enemies. I said, may you not fall into the hands of your enemies. How many of you don't want to fall in the hands of your enemies? One of the things that you should do for such a blessing to come upon you, not to fall in the hands of your enemies, is this. When you consider the poor. Yes. Yes. Now, the opposite of not considering the poor, strangers, needy, naked people, eh, is to receive a curse. Yeah. Come with me to Matthew chapter 25, 41 to 43. Matthew chapter 25, 41 to 43. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me. Watch this. Depart from me, ye curse. Ye curse into everlasting life. Prepare for the devil and his angels. Why, 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 why did Jesus say they are cursed? Watch it. For I was unhungered and he gave me no meat. I was thirsty and he gave me no drink. I was a stranger and he took me not in naked and he clothed me not sick and in prison and he, and he visited me not. Continue. Then shall they also answer him say, Lord, when saw we thee unhanged or a test or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister unto thee. Then shall he answer them saying, Very I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. Amen. So, being kind to strangers, being kind to the needy, being kind to the poor, blessing them, helping them, giving to them, do you understand it? Removes a major case from your life. Removes a major, major, major case from your life. You. And for your information, as a church, Lyra Chapel International, over the years, our father and our prophets, God's servant, the bishop, Bishop Dad, has led us Lyra Chapel International every month in our cry here gathers the poor people on the streets the blind and the deaf the beggars the beggars gathers them from the streets of Accra every month and pays them Yes. Yeah. Keep all of them monthly. It's been going on for years. Monthly. We have done textbooks. Textbooks to be used by blind people in the blind schools. For some time now, we have embarked on a project to, to provide brains. It's a project for every blind person in Ghana. It's an ongoing project. Bishop has led us to go into the prisons. Many of the prisons in Ghana has been renovated by Lada Chapel International under the instruction of Bishop Dakrodnex. Yeah. One time he went for a crusade in um, Liberia or Syria, one of those countries. And he visited, they visited a prison whilst they were there. He was broken. He was broken. The conditions. So when he came back, he flew a team from here to go there, to go and renovate the whole place. Yes. Right in this church, we do this. 
Right? Through our Matthew 25, 35 and 36 ministry. Uh, look at Matthew 25, 35. For I was unhungered and he gave me meat. I was thirsty and he gave me drink. I was a stranger and he took me in. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. Right in this church, we do all this. We, 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 we go to the hospitals. Eh? We visit um, patients. We help people who cannot pay for their drugs. Sometimes people who cannot pay their hospital bills. We help strangers. Sometimes you see people who have come from other countries. They are children in the hospital. We don't have a place to sleep. We don't have anything. We help them. We go on the street. Provide for beggars. Right in this church. We do all this. We go to the prisons. Yeah. We do all this. It's very important. And in your personal life, you must do all this. You see, because when you stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, and he said, I was hungry. You didn't give to me. He said, ah, Lord, you, when did I say, yeah, but your, your brother who was hungry, you didn't give to your brother. Yeah, he said, ah, I didn't know that. If it was you, I would have given to him. Look at 1 John chapter 3 and verse 18. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 18. Wow. Let me show you a scripture. Are you here and go home? Eh? Are you understanding the causes of curses? But the Lord is going to give you wisdom. I said the Lord is going to give you wisdom. Hallelujah. To escape. Amen. First mm. John chapter 3 and verse 17. Look at it. Look at it. But whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shattered up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him. Give me NIV. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? How can the love of God be? Give me the New Living Translation, NLT. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? In other words, God's love, if it's really there, it will cause you to do something. Yeah. God's love, if it is there, it will cause you to do something. It will cause you to do something. So when you see needy people, when you see helpless people, and there is no desire in you to help them, to bless them, to, 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 to show mercy. Alright? It is a clear sign that you don't have the love of God in you. Yes. Amen? I call my wife international mother. There have been several of these international Bible students who have children, babies, they don't have anybody, no mother, no father, nobody is here. And she will take them and bring them to the house and look after them. She will teach them how to bath the children. She will cook for them. They will be with her. Looking after strangers, total strangers. That is a blessing. I said that is a blessing. That's a blessing. And as a nation, Ghana, as a nation, we should do these things. Okay? Our government and our leaders must be interested in the poor. In the poor. In the poor. Yes. The church must be interested in the poor. You see the Catholic Church, Catholic Relief Agency, you see the churches doing so many things. It's very important. 
and it brings the blessings of God. A nation, a people who do not care for the needy and the poor and the hungry and the naked is under a case. Jesus says, you are cursed. You are cursed. Hallelujah. How many of you understand the preaching? Are you understanding the preaching? Next one. The curse of Noah was caused by his son dishonoring him. The curse of Noah was caused by his son Ham dishonoring him. Look at Genesis chapter 9. 24 and 25. So, listen to me. One of the causes of curses is dishonoring parents, mothers, fathers. Yes. Uh, Look at Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 20. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 20. Whoso curses his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. Watch me. Watch me here. This is the this is the light in your life. Okay? Light. Direction, instruction, guidance, illumination. Do you understand it? Eh? Everything. Brightness. Glory, excellence in your life. And God says, when you curse your father or your mother, when you dishonor them, this lamp, your light, it will be taken away from you and they will go and put in some obscure place. Your life will enter darkness. If you are here, you are not on speaking terms of your mother, your father. You have left them. You have left them. Oh, take yourself. What do you mean? Do you buy food for me? Do you buy food for me? Slap you right now. Yeah. You slap your father. No, you slap your father. You are here. You slap your father. Yeah. You insulted him. There are ladies here. You quarrel with your mother. You are like a rival to your mother. You stand. She says it, you say it. She says it, you say it. She says it, you say it. Because you have this foolish boy in your life. Three of them. As your boyfriends. Yeah. Because of those foolish boys. One of them has a bicycle. One of them has a motorcycle. And one of them has a, a Toyota that is 25 years old. Yeah. They have been giving you five Ghana cities, five Ghana cities. So because of that, you don't respect your mother anymore. Watch out! Watch out! Who so tested his father or his mother, his lamp, her lamp, shall be put out in obscure darkness. After church, run. Run to, if you are such a person today, don't go to New Believer School, uh, Shepherd's Training, nothing. Run to the house. Find your mother, your father. Do you understand it? And say, please, I beg you. I beg you. I beg you. I beg you. Have mercy on me. Have mercy. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Have mercy. That's a curse on my life. Look, your lamp has been taken. Watch. His lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. It means your life is surrounded by darkness. You can't see. Because you can't see, you choose the wrong man to marry, the wrong woman to marry, the wrong job. You travel the wrong person. When you start a business, you do the wrong business. You choose the wrong business partner. You do the wrong ministry. Everything is wrong because you can't see. Isn't that why I told you? Have proper respect for cases. Amen. So, Ham. One of the sons of Noah went into his father's tent. He was drunk and naked. And he laughed. He went to call other people laughing. And the father woke up. 
Eh? Genesis chapter 9, 24 and 25. And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. Now, I want you to see something there. He was drunk. But when he woke up, whatever he said happened. Which means that your father can be poor, your mother may be a prostitute, your father may be in a prison. It doesn't matter who they are. What they say it can affect you. So those of you who say, don't mind him. Don't mind my father. He said, drunkard. Don't mind him, he said, drunkard. Do you even know why he said, drunkard? Do you even know that? Maybe it's because of you. Maybe you are actually not his child. But he has not told you. Yes. Yes. So his heart is broken. And he can't tell you. Your mother begged. Your mother begged. Your mother passed somewhere and got pregnant and came to beg. And he, he said, okay. Okay, it's okay. And the pain and the sorrow is what has made him. Do you know? You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Listen. How many of you want to be blessed? Have a good relationship with your father and your mother. Your father is a good person. And your mother is a good person. And, and, and especially fathers. Because, unfortunately, many mothers say bad things to their children about their fathers. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. Many, is it the fathers? They are not in the house. The mothers are always there with you. So they have more opportunity. My children, when, when they are growing up, they will come and say, Daddy, 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 look at my shoe that my mother, Mama has bought for me. Daddy, my shoe that Mama has bought for me. I say, you. <laughs> you go and ask You see, the father, we don't talk. Yeah? Hello? Love your father. Your father is a good person, okay? One of the, one of the things that you should do to be blessed is to let your father love you. Your father. Yeah. Your father love you. If your father likes you, try and be a darling boy or a darling girl of your father. Yeah. Including your spiritual father. If you are in this church, force whatever you have to do so that you are a darling son or daughter for me. Do it. Oh, do it. Yeah. I've been watching and I can see as people's lives are turning out. Do you see that the people who have made themselves darling boys, darling girls, things are different. It's true. It's, it's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. You'll just be there. Just be there. Wow. Eh? Next one. Causes of curses. Number one is a curse that came on Adam because he did not listen to the voice of God, but rather he listened to the voice of his wife. Number two, the curse that came on Eve because she influenced her husband eh, badly. Is that not so? What is the third curse? The curse that comes on nations who have no compassion for the needy, for the stranger, for the poor, for the sick. Next one, the curse of Noah, which is the curse that comes on children who dishonor, dishonor their fathers and their mothers and their leaders. Amen. Then, there is a curse that comes on people who don't pay tithe. The people who do not pay tithe. There's a curse on them. Malachi chapter 3, 8 and 9. Malachi chapter 3, 8 and 9. Will a man rob God? Yet, ye have robbed me, but ye say, 
Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Listen. Stay there. God says, you have robbed me of my tithes. The tithe belongs to the Lord. Hello? One tenth of all that you earn. Hello? Belongs to God. If you eat it, if you use it as part of your money, you are bringing a case. Major. Major case. Look at verse 9. Ye are cursed of a case. For ye have robbed me even this whole nation. And as a result of the curse, watch this. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that they may be meet in my house and prove me now here we've said a lot of words. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Watch. Just stay there. Okay? If you pay your tithes, if you pay your tithe, God says that I'll open the windows of heaven. Which means that if you don't pay your tithe and the curse is working, the windows of heaven is closed over your life. So nothing falls from heaven upon your life. No water, no rain, no dew. Nothing comes from heaven upon your life. Then he says, and pour you out a blessing. Which means that when the curse is working, blessings are not poured upon you. Wow. I'm saying, if you want to understand the scripture, sometimes look at the opposite. That there shall be no room enough to receive it. Verse 11. And I will repeat the devourer for your sakes. Devourer. When you pay your tithe, God says, I will repeat the devourer. De- devourer is something that wastes what you have. One major devourer is sickness. Sickness that you go to hospital every day until all your money is finished. But God says, that's the case. But if you pay your time, the opposite happens. The devourer is destroyed. And on and on and on. Hallelujah. So brothers and sisters, as I close, I want you to know that there are real causes of cases. Run away very fast. Run away very fast from all the things that I've mentioned. Hey, why wouldn't you pay your tithe? Why? Get a box. Get a box. When you get the money now, take your tithe, put it in it. Sunday, you bring it. Before some shoe or something appears. Yeah. You, you can even tell us to give you the church's account. So you do a standing order. So even by the time the money comes to you, the tithe is gone. You don't like trouble. How many of you don't like trouble? Hey, when God says that you are cursed, all this nation, because of tithe, because of tithe, hallelujah. How many of you have understood the message? Now next time, I'm going to teach you why are curses powerful? Why are curses powerful? And then after that, then I'll teach you what must you do to neutralize the cases in your life. But the Lord will give you wisdom. I said the Lord will give you wisdom and you shall escape from every curse in your life. But rather the blessing of God will come upon your life. I said rather the blessing of the Lord will come upon your life. The blessings of God will surround your life. I see you being surrounded by the blessings of God. I see you being surrounded by the blessings of God. I see you escaping from curses in the name of the Lord Jesus. Stand to your feet and lift up your two hands and speak to the Lord and thank Him for His word. Thank Him for His word. Lift up your hands and thank Him for His word. Thank you that he has opened your eyes to some truth about your life. Lift up your two hands, everybody, and speak to the Lord.
Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for your word. That is guidance to us. That is health to us. That is instruction unto righteousness for our lives. Thank you for your word. That is healing. That is healing. Your word which is direction for us. To bring us unto a good place. We thank you. For the wisdom to walk in that. Which will not bring curses. But rather. The wisdom to walk in that. Which will bring your blessings. We are grateful. We are grateful. We thank you. We bless you. We worship you. In Jesus name. Amen. Clap your hands for the Lord. Close your eyes. Before we end the service. I want to give you the opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ. You are standing here today somebody invited you to come to church or you came on your own but you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Maybe one of our pastors, one of our shepherds, your friend said, it is good. Let us go to church. That is why you are here. I want you to know that Jesus loves you. The greatest case is not to be saved. If you are not saved, you will be damned into hell where you will be with Satan and his angels. But today I want you to know that Jesus loves you so much and he wants to save you. As every eye is closed and every head is bowed now, wherever you are standing, if you want me to pray for you right now so that you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior right now, I want you to lift up only your right hand like this. Lift it up. God bless you. Lift it up very high. God bless you. Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. Hold your right hand. Very high. Don't be ashamed of anybody. Don't look at anybody. It's about your life. Jesus is coming to your life. It means life is coming. Life is coming. Father, thank you for my brothers and my sisters who have lifted up their hands. Oh God, what a blessing. Now, if you have lifted up your hand, I want you to do one more thing. Pick your Bible or your bag. And come to me to the front. Come here. Clap your hands for them. Clap your hands for them. Come. Say, dear Jesus. Those of you who say this prayer, say, dear Jesus, I'm so sorry for my sins. I believe in my heart that you are Lord. I confess you as my Savior. Please come into my heart and save my soul. From today, I am born again. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegon. Opposite the Kolebu main gate. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His presence service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. 
and Love and Faith Service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Ghana, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant You Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek importation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For prayer, counseling and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.